Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. This is a special episode um, that I decided to do because I got an email from a, a very avid listener, somebody that's relocating here to work with one of the, what I call the big three. I don't want to name the company, but you, you can figure out that would either be Tyson, J.B. Hunt, or Walmart. But they sent me a really interesting letter with some concerns about how COVID-19 and more specifically this new Delta variant is being handled in Northwest Arkansas 
Arkansas and just in Arkansas in general, right? I think we all have been watching the news lately and we've all seen all the problems that are coming up or that this new variant is posing for people because we've kind of let our guard down in some ways. Uh, but I decided, you know what? I, I can't talk about this because I'm not a medical professional, but I know people that know medical professionals. So shout out to people like uh, State Representative Denise Garner, uh, to, uh, to Meredith Lowry from uh, Wright Lindsay Jennings and to some others for re- re- recommending me to my two guests that are coming on the podcast. And that is Dr. Marty Sharkey and Dr. Gary Berner. And I wanted to welcome you guys to I Am Northwest Arkansas. How are you guys doing? Very good. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, Dr. Sharkey, why don't I start with you, ladies? Doing first. well, doing well. <laughs> good. Thank you, sir, for, Thank for coming you for on. Us. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Sharkey, I want to start with you. Why don't you just kind of tell your superhero origin story real quick, and then let's we're going to get into this, and then we'll, we'll let Dr. Berner give his quick uh, sharing of who he is, and then we'll get into it. So um, my name is Dr. Marty Sharkey, and I am the Fitville City Health Officer. I have a background. Um, I'm trained as a pediatrician. I did uh, went to Vanderbilt Medical School, did my residency training at Johns Hopkins, and then um, studied for my master's in public health at Emory University in Atlanta. And my background has been in vaccine research and infectious diseases. I always kind of thought that we were moving on a little bit from that. Public health has been more centered on behavior change and honestly not something I am passionate about. Infectious diseases is, is, is my, my gig um, and vaccines. So I kind of had this little niche. And when the pandemic started happening, I started tracking what was happening in Northwest Arkansas and in Fayetteville, realizing nobody was following the data day to day in our jumping cases. So I was one of the first ones to sound alarm bells um, last May when we started seeing an increase in it here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, at the same time, uh, the Fayetteville City Council reinstituted the Board of Health, um, which Dr. Berner is a member of, and then asked me to serve as city health officer. Okay. And Dr. Berner, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, I'm Gary Berner, uh, super uh, hero origins. I guess I was bitten by a spider about 10 years old. And uh, But instead of being a uh, superhuman strength. I think it was uh, socially awkward and ungraceful. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, Gary Burner, originally from Rustville, Arkansas, uh, went to Hendricks College and then on to UAMS for medical school and residency. Um, I completed a, a dual residency there for internal medicine and pediatrics. In 2016, I um, moved uh, to Northwest Arkansas and started working for a community clinic. We're a uh, federally qualified health center, a community health center, um, which um, is able to see all patients um, regardless of insurance status or income, um, just hoping to be a safety net for Northwest Arkansas. Uh, um, then in January 2019, I took over there as um, uh, the chief medical officer. And so I still um, mostly do primary care, mostly pediatrics, but uh, do uh, full scope primary care in our Fayetteville clinic and then have a lot of uh, kind of other administrative roles and, and duties as well. I think I got pulled into this conversation um, in early in the um, pandemic as our particular population, uh, a large population that community clinic serves, um, was severely impacted uh, by the pandemic, uh, sometimes having positivity rates, you know, testing up at 40 and 50 percent um, positive for COVID 
uh, even when the nation uh, was at the highest I mean, Arkansas was the highest, sometimes, you know, 15 and 20 percent. Uh, we were sometimes uh, double, even triple those, uh, double, double, triple those numbers. So um, I think um, being a primary care and chief medical officer um, for that clinic uh, is kind of what pulled me into that conversation. And, and then when the uh, Fayetteville Board of Health um, was developed, um, they reached out to me to see if I would join and, and hopefully um, could be a voice for much of the population that we see. Uh, we see a very uh, rural population and uh, a large minority population um, with, don't hold me to this, but I believe somewhere between uh, 50 and 60 percent of our patients speaking language other than English uh, in their home, um, serving a large, uh, you know, serving as a, as a large provider for the Hispanic and Marshallese population. In Arkansas. Yeah. And, and those are two two of the biggest populations here um, of of non English speaking individuals that, that that are here, and I know that they they have uh, struggled mightily with COVID nineteen for sure. So yeah, it's certainly been a, a challenge. Um, I think it's so multifactorial. Um, there's certainly not just one thing, um, but um, it has certainly been a very significant challenge uh, for for that population. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to, uh, and Dr. Sharkey, maybe you might want to answer this. Um, can, can we talk about the state of where we currently are right now in terms of uh, this COVID-19 variant that we're seeing that we're calling the Delta variant? Um, and, and why should people be kind of alarmed or concerned in that, that this is much more than just a, uh, another strain of COVID, that it's, it's something to, to, to really take seriously? So you, know, you mentioned, let, let me unpack that. Um, so there's so much to, to that question, so many factors. So where we are in Northwest Arkansas, there's, first of all, we have to address our vaccination status. Um, in Northwest Arkansas, in Washington and Benton counties, what we are seeing is relatively high vaccination rates within our cities. So within Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, and Bentonville, our vaccination rates for at least one dose are well over 60% now. You go over one zip code, that drops down. You go over two zip codes, it drops down a lot. So the more rural you go in our counties, the lower the vaccination rates. So that's kind of where we are in our counties at the moment. Um, we can address why that is with a subsequent question. The Delta variant um, is significantly more contagious than the original Wuhan strain, at least three to five times more contagious. The original uh, Wuhan strain had an R naught or reproduction factor of a little bit over two. So that meant every person that got infected tended to infect two other people. That's without masks, without vaccines, without any public health measures. With the Delta variant, that reproduction number that are not is 5.8. So every person that's infected without any measures in place is gonna infect five to six other people. That's, that's a significant change. We were already worried about how infectious Delta or COVID was be at the beginning. Now it's COVID on steroids. 
we are seeing people um, with this illness, with this variant show up more acutely ill um, and deteriorate um, is our, our medical term for it more quickly. Fortunately, we've learned a lot. So our mortality rates have not, we, they're picking up because we have more cases, but it does not seem to be more fatal. We've gotten better managing it as, as, as healthcare workers. Why should we, we be worried? The Delta variant took hold like lightning just north of us in Joplin and Springfield, Missouri. They, like us in their city centers, had higher vaccination rates, but a very rural surrounding area with low vaccination rates. This past weekend in Springfield, they had 240 COVID inpatients in two hospitals. At the height of where we were last winter in January, we had 135 to 140 COVID inpatients in our three hospitals and we're a much larger population center. So that is why we should be scared. We are worried right now that this virus, and we've seen it when it travels, it goes along transportation routes. It follows interstates. It's gonna come down I-49, we're already seeing it. It's also going up I-49 to Kansas City. So we are seeing what was happening in Springfield and Joplin a few weeks ago started occurring here. Um, our hospitals are getting full with COVID. We are also, as different from last winter, we did not, last winter all we were really dealing with was COVID. Now we are seeing other viruses, other illnesses. We are seeing people sick with delayed care. So our hospitals are full with non-COVID and now we're adding COVID on top of that. In addition, we're, we've been trying to help out our neighbors to the north. So we've been accepting some of their, their cases as well. So it is, it is putting a strain on our frontline healthcare workers. And these men and women are already exhausted. They are mentally exhausted, they're emotionally exhausted, and they, weren't, they were not mentally prepared to gear back up at this point in time. That's where we are. And I think that that's a warning bell, not just for Northwest Arkansas. The rest of the country has this same situation. Population centers are well vaccinated. The more rural areas are not. Yeah, you know, and I, Dr. Berner, I definitely want you to weigh in on that. I guess my thought, simple thought before I, I, I let you uh, share your thoughts about what uh, Dr. Sharkey just said was um, that, uh, you know, this idea that, you know, when you when people are in more rural areas that they stay there, but people don't stay there. Like somebody could be out in Goshen or somewhere out just a couple of zip codes from where I am here in Fayetteville and ride into the city center of Fayetteville and then go back home and they if they have COVID, they're bringing it with them. It's like luggage. You know, we carry it around with us. It's not like we can just leave it at home and, you know, run to the store or whatever. And I think that's the point that people are missing. And uh, I have, you know, it's interesting because I've I've been 
participating with Theater Squared's event, which, you know, it's, it's quite interesting that they've been able to do this production of Matilda at the Fayetteville Public Library, and they've been very responsible about the, how they handle it. But I just can't help but but think about, you know, just how COVID is actually traveling around and, and you know, and and the importance of masks. I, I mean, I stopped wearing masks for a while, but then I just put them back on recently. And, and I don't know that I'm going to take them off anytime soon. And I'm fully vaccinated. So I just think people need to be be mindful of that. And that seems to be the, the, the problem that we have right now is that um, people are, uh, as, as we're entitled to here in the United States, expressing our freedoms, but they, that comes with a price. Dr. Berner, do you want to add anything to what Dr. Sharkey said? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I think that's very fair that uh, we want to have freedoms, but we also uh, need to take responsibility for our neighbors. Um, and, you know, almost this whole pandemic has been, um, I think, an example of service and, and servanthood to your neighbor. You know, masks have not been about yourself. The vaccine um, is about yourself, but but very, very important for, for myself. Uh, you know, it's more about my parents, you know, it's more about some of my older family members uh, even than it is uh, for myself. And it's about my patients um, even more so than, than it is for myself. So, um, yes, you want to be able to express your individual liberties and, and choose for yourself. Uh, but the sense it's about it's about being you know been in the deepest longest dirt road uh, of the Ozarks and have a flat tire or had you know a canoe rack break and it doesn't take five minutes and somebody's there helping you out. Um, this is that same type of friendliness. This is that same type of service that someone's going to be so willing uh, to stop off. They don't know me uh, from Adam, but um, they'd be willing to help me out with with whatever issue I'm having uh, way back in the boonies of the Ozarks. Uh, the areas that I love, um, and uh, this is really that same that same thought process, you know, about you know, kind of service to your neighbors. Um, you know, I think Dr. Sharkey uh, captured it very in terms of the status of of being very concerned about the Delta variant um, and uh, the details of uh, of where we're at in Northwest Arkansas. Um, I think. Taking it a step further, um, we know about the direct effect of the Delta variant, um, and then we just started to open up to, you know, the as healthcare workers, we're already burnt out. You know, we've already uh, been missing time, missing vacations, uh, you know, long, long hours, and and mentally, um, many of us are having some PTSD. Uh, seeing these numbers go back up and, and knowing what's to come. Uh, absolutely um, feeling those, you know, those effects. We have already seen, uh, not even just from a healthcare worker, but the mental health impact um, of what the pandemic's toll. Um, suicide and, and overdose rates are, have been at all-time highs. Um, just a repeated article I saw yesterday that uh, 2020 set the record for, for overdose deaths. You know, the isolation, the loss of our activities and, and what we enjoy, um, you know, being secluded from family members and friends, um, all of that has had severe mental health impacts. And that's on our healthcare workers and that's on our community. Um, our psychiatrists and counselors in our clinic have had more high acuity patients, more need to transfer for hospitalizations for acute uh, inpatient stay, you know, more patients uh, with suicidal thoughts than ever before. Um, so we have 
you know, just as another huge reason um, to really take control of this uh, pandemic, take control of this virus um, is like Dr. Sharkey has shared in its direct respiratory effects and ventilators and hospitalization rates. Um, and then again, just on our, on our own mental health and the indirect um, deadly toll that, that that's having. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, it's so um, I, I've been reading, a, you know, it's so hard because I think people, just the average layperson like myself, you know, you get so much information, you get it in the news, you get it through podcasts like these, you get it uh, by reading or, or maybe you don't read. I don't know. But the bottom line is there's so much we're inundated with so much conflicting information and 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 what would you recommend to the listeners here? What would you recommend to people to kind of stay in tune with so they have a clear understanding about what's going on? Because we, we do know that certain news outlets are skewing the data, that certain news outlets are actually just misinforming what is reality with this with this this disease with this illness so what would you recommend to the average person that's listening to this and it's kind of fed up honestly with you know all this different noise coming from all different directions and they don't really know what to believe so my recommendation would be listen to your local health officials this virus acts locally so we need to be on top of what is happening in our community and and we need to get accurate information that is not being influenced by any political agenda. Um, and like you said, unfortunately, some media outlets um, skew the information one way or the other. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen that. It's not, not all, all, all just uh, right wing. Um, it's left wing too that we, we can see it skewed. So we, we need to, be listening to voices that do not have a political agenda because this virus does not have a political agenda. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd echo that as well. You know, um, maybe you're not someone that regularly needs to see your doctor, but this is a perfect reason to go set up and talk with a physician or established with a, a primary care provider, nurse practitioner to really have a chance to discuss, is this vaccine right for you? Um, you know, most folks listening to this will not know me or Dr. Sharkey, um, but they do have a family practice provider that their uncle has seen or that their mother has seen for years. So, you know, whether that's Dr. Clay at Mana or Dr. Carter at Mercy or, or talk to a pediatrician, you know, maybe your family has gone to seeing Dr. Allen at Community Clinic and Rogers for, for decades. Actually, um, conversation with one of those people that you know and trust. Um, that can really know your own history and your family's history to hear if it's you know safe and, and effective for you, um, because the overwhelming information is, is saying yes, it is that it's doing a really good job of protecting you. But again, I don't expect anyone to to know and trust me. Um, but I can guarantee if you've seen Dr. Allen for years that he's the type of person that you would trust, um, or one of the great physicians with any of our other you know, primary care clinics, those are going to be some great people to talk to. Even if you're 25 with no you know, medical problems, this is a perfect reason to step, set up that visit um, and take that time that, uh, to really have a conversation. You know, be proactive, not reactive. I've just seen some heartbreaking reports um, as Children's Hospital has uh, you know, gone up in their ICU numbers. There's just been some heartbreaking news stories um, of families that are now highly advocating for the vaccine. Don't wait for that. You know, don't be reactive. Have a proactive conversation. 
um, about whether this is right for you, right for your children of the 12 right now, uh, and right for your family. Yeah. I would add on to that, you know, one population that we're, we're missing that we're, that Dr. Berner referred to is the young adults. Once they leave their pediatrician, like me, <laughs> they, they're pretty healthy for a while. They usually don't establish with a primary caregiver until they're 40 or 50 years old or something wow. occurs to them. So those people we don't interact with as a medical community routinely. So if you're in that category and you want to go back and talk to your pediatrician that gave you all your childhood immunizations, we will talk to you. Um, every physician in Northwest Arkansas is open to, to discussing this with any patient that they've ever taken care of and the ones that they haven't and the parents I'm, I'm discussing with my parents, um, why they should get vaccinated. Um, in my clinic, I, you know, that's not my normal role as a pediatrician to, to jump in on the parents' healthcare, but I am. Yeah. You know, and I, Randy often, sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Please. Oh, you know, uh, same for Dr. Sharkey often, you know, I may be having a six month old well check. Um, but for me, the value of that visit is typically what are the developmental milestones, weight gain, you know, uh, grams per day. Um, I, you know, what's the children's, uh, have, how many vaccines have we got? I'm now often spending over 50% of those times talking with the families about have you, have the grandmothers, have the caretakers from this baby been vaccinated? Um, what are your concerns about it? Because that's more important than those other details for that visit that day. Um, that's what's most acutely dangerous to that baby is how well is that baby protected by having the uh, family vaccinated? So, um, I'm sometimes spending as much time talking with the families, talking with the grandparents that are coming in, the the caretakers uh, for that baby, and you know, focus on the baby in that particular visit. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously, we're, we're not going to solve everything on this podcast today. Although I wish that I had that magical power, but the bottom line is, as we I got bit about, by the wrong spider. I, I know it's all it's all good. It's all good. But as we embark, I mean, we're just a couple of weeks away from August. Uh, we know what August means, at least in the South here in Arkansas, is back to school. Uh, the U of A is coming back full tilt is what I understand. Um, what do you see coming down the line? And I'm not asking you to to, to necessarily meet out what you think, what, what what policy is going to be, but what do you think is going to be the best practice moving forward, especially as we open schools back up? My kids start back on the 4th. Um, I think the U of A starts the third week in August. So, I mean, we're going to have an influx of people coming to Fayetteville, coming to Northwest Arkansas as a whole, uh, people that have been all over the country, all over the world for that matter. And, and they're going to be back here in this little hamlet uh, that we, that we call home here in the Ozarks. So what are you, what do what are your, what are your thoughts about that? And, and what are some of your recommendations going to be moving forward, at least for the next few months as we try to get this, if there is such a thing of, as getting this Delta variant under control? Um, first and foremost um, is if you're not vaccinated and you're eligible, you know, go have those conversations. We need to all lovingly um, encourage our neighbors to get vaccinated. And then we also need to model um, mask wearing in situations where it's necessary. So those children under 12 that are not eligible, they we need to be doing everything in our power to encourage them to wear masks back to school. 
We have seen that not occur at camps and vacation Bible schools this summer. So we, we need to see if we can change that narrative. Um, as I'm sure listeners on here know, uh, we cannot mandate that as a city or as a public school system, that, that power has, has been stripped. <laughs> the spider took the, that, that power away from us. Yeah. Um, so we need to be getting that message out, get vaccinated, wear a mask. Okay. Dr. Berner. I'd, I'd echo those same thoughts. Um, and I like the way that Dr. Sharkey phrased it, phrased it. We need to, I think, lovingly encourage that conversation and lovingly encourage uh, vaccinations. I'm a big believer that school suspensions don't work. Um, and I think the same, uh, same context here, um, this is not about browbeating or judgment. Um, that is not going to lead anyone uh, to getting a vaccine. This is about having a chance to have a conversation and understanding why the vaccine is right for you or it's not right for you. Uh, um, and so it's kind of uh, proactively having that conversation. You ask what's to come, uh, probably like a 57% optimist. Um, and so I, I really hope that, um, that these conversations happen, that we can get the vaccine out, that we can get um, our students in the schools uh, to wear masks and, and that we can take back up some of the social distancing that we were so ingrained, um, you know, six months ago uh, to really get this under control. I'm, I'm really concerned uh, about the impact of the Delta variants uh, if we don't. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, and I am too, honestly. And uh, my, my biggest concern really is just, um, you know, I, I've had to stop telling people or asking people if they've gotten um, the vaccine. Cause after a while, you know, you walk around and, and you don't want to be like, it's, you don't want to make it a scarlet letter type thing. You, you just want it to just be like, Hey, it's something that you have. But I know for a while there I was, I was just, Hey, I've gotten vaccinated. How about you? And, and I realized that that was creating some, some, some social stigmas there. And I don't want to do that. Cause I'm not, like you said, I don't want to browbeat people, but at the same time, I mean, we, we have to be, you know, if, if I will take an old maxim, I mean, we are our brother and our sister's keeper. And I think we have to do a good job of that, but figure out the way to do it without necessarily uh, throwing anybody under the bus or making them feel bad in the process. Yeah. The vaccine is, is widely available. Um, you know, we are working on getting it even more wildly available, widely available, reaching those spots uh, that haven't had that opportunity yet, reaching out to churches, uh, reaching out to sporting events, reaching out to, you know, uh, various get togethers to really, you know, increase that opportunity. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully we can make sure that everyone has had that chance. Everyone has had that opportunity. Yeah, sure. You know, and Dr. Sharkey, you want to add anything to that? Um, yes, I'd like to add that Dr. Berner's clinic, you know, you're, we started off this conversation with um, concerns about how we were handling the Delta variant. Um, we are handling the Delta variant as well as anywhere else. It just happens to be that we are, it's here before it's other places. But for instance, Dr. Berner's clinic has had a mobile clinic out in front of the DMV you know, if there's a place that we're going to catch everybody, it's the DMV. Um, so we really are exercising our ability to and stretching it to get everywhere and be accessible for the vaccine in all sorts of places. We've been 
churches, farmers markets, food banks, town halls, parking lots, you know, it's, it's not that it has not been available. And sometimes people hear this narrative, well, rural America, it's an accessibility issue. And that, that is not the case here in, in Northwest Arkansas. Um, our healthcare workers have done an admirable job and continue to, to roll out this vaccine and make it available. At this point, it's about having those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, 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 and those, and again, it's those conversations that you're going to have with your neighbors, some family members. I've had to have conversations with family members, which, which isn't always easy, but you know, I think if, if at the end of the day, the individual that you're speaking to understands that your only concern is their health, right? Their ability to wake up the next day and be able to breathe the air that you're breathing that, that I think speaks volumes. And I, I, I want to encourage everybody to be, uh, especially those of you that have been vaccinated to have those conversations early and often with family members, with loved ones, with friends, associates, anybody that you come in contact with and, and figure out a way that you can just encourage them, encourage them to do that and be a part of what the solution that we're seeking here to overcome this pandemic because I don't know about you guys you specifically and I know both of you are tired I'm just tired of the pandemic but I, I can't let my guard down because if I do um, I, I I am susceptible to to actually you know dealing having to deal with COVID in a way that I don't want to have to deal with it in my family from you know being in the hospital or dealing with it from that perspective yeah um, we're very proud of our efforts. Um, you know, I think the, um, the healthcare community in Northwest Arkansas has been incredibly resilient from your hospital and ICU workers to our primary care clinics and pediatricians getting the information out and, and keeping folks out of the hospital. Um, the vaccination efforts have been, you know, really supported by the Northwest Arkansas Council. And that's coming from organization and conversations from our major healthcare entities conversations that have never happened before in Northwest Arkansas, but just great coordination uh, between those groups like we've never seen before. And then, you know, financial support from some of those really big industries uh, in Northwest Arkansas as well to get just huge numbers of vaccine available um, in Northwest Arkansas. So um, have those conferences take the opportunity, um, get this, get this Delta variant variant quieted down. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Dr. Sharkey? Um, I thought, you know, you mentioned the big three at the beginning of this um, podcast as well, and the support from Tyson, J.B. Hunt, and Walmart, and I would put a special star next to J.B. Hunt, um, he's gone out of their way to, to support the vaccination efforts here in Northwest Arkansas has been amazing. Our healthcare systems have come together that are used to be competitors or on the phone with each other. Uh, hourly right now. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have a conversation with a loved one and it doesn't go the way that you want, just know that you may have moved the needle a little bit. And then that, the, then when Dr. Berner or myself or another physician has that conversation with them, it'll help us get them there. So every little bit helps. So don't get discouraged. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always been reminded that that truth comes to all of us in our own time, right? And so we, we, we each get there. We, we Some of us may, may get there a little later than others, but we all get to that truth at some point. So 
Um, I think that's the encouragement. Um, Dr. Sharkey, Dr. Berner, I just want to thank you guys so much for for taking time out of your schedule last minute to come on this special episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. And again, we didn't want to dumb it down, but we also didn't want to get too highly technical. And you guys were perfect with uh, sharing just kind of an anecdotal uh, perspective of what's going on right now, what we need to be thinking about as we move into the end of the summer and early fall here in Northwest Arkansas and beyond when it comes to dealing with COVID-19 and some of the variants that we're seeing like this Delta variant. So thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Great for having the conversation. Uh, yeah, Dr. Sharkey is, is good at the uh, the technical and uh, making it sound intelligent. And, and I take the uh, dumb it down role. <laughs> I wasn't calling anybody dumb, but you know what I'm saying. So, no, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys. And uh, I hope anybody listening to this will take the time to share it with a loved one, share it with a friend, a family member, somebody that's on the fence. And, and hopefully some of the words and encouragement that you heard from Dr. Sharkey and Dr. Berner will, will be able to kind of push you over the edge. And maybe they'll see you in one of their clinics uh, getting a vaccination shot and, and maybe bringing some other people with you to do the same so that we can put a lid on this and um, and, and hopefully get back to some normalcy uh, before the end of this year. Absolutely. Thank you. Take guys. care. Hope to meet you in person sometime. Absolutely. That we'll make sure we'll make sure that happens. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Randy. Thank Talk you guys later, for, for listening to this episode. We appreciate you tuning in to I am Northwest Arkansas. Remember our episodes come out every Monday, but then we also have special episodes like this, especially when we're dealing with things like COVID-19. So I appreciate you guys taking a listen. Please share it with a friend. Remember sharing is caring. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will see you soon. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.